Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, joined today by my co-host, uh, back by popular demand, Brendan. Welcome. Uh, thank you Welcome for having back. me back. It's good to be back. Yep. Last time we talked about uh, video games, in particular Ace Attorney, and how legal Ace Attorney actually was. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about something else that you have recently gotten into. That's right. And that's coffee. Yep, absolutely. So we're coming up on International Coffee Day. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I get there's days for everything. So there's International Coffee Day coming up at the end of the month. Uh, it, it's a day where we celebrate coffee, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to talk today a little bit about coffee lawsuits because they're always interesting. And obviously everybody knows about the McDonald's coffee lawsuit. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit first about what made you decide to start drinking coffee because you've only been drinking coffee what month maybe less than a month i'd say okay and and so that's just a weird thing to all of a sudden one day wake up and say i'm going to have coffee yeah well it's actually one day i woke up and all of a sudden saw a video of someone pouring energy drinks which i happen to be a massive fan of into a giant vat they took a hammer a big industrial hammer put it inside said vat and an hour later, the hammer fit inside their pocket and was completely bendable. And I thought to myself, you know, perhaps there's a better way to get energy that won't make my insides bendable. And so I decided to start drinking coffee. And, you know, first I had some black coffee, just no sugar, no cream, don't need all that extra caloric intake. But it was, it was disgusting. I couldn't do it. So uh, I drink a French vanilla coffee with all the cream and the sugar from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I, I only drink black coffee because that's the best way to get the, the taste of the coffee bean. No, that's, that's, nobody wants that taste. That's disgusting. I and could so, never, I could never. Well, you, you, you're not really drinking coffee. No, I'm, I'm drinking coffee. It's the, it's the experience. The coffee is the experience along the way to finishing it. And so your desire to drink coffee only stems from your desire to get energy. I mean, yeah, that's where it started, but now I've actually come to really enjoy the coffee itself, and I don't think I could go without it. I actually did for a day, and I was tired and angry all day, so at that point now. So you've joined the masses of everybody else who absolutely needs coffee to function? Yes, I have. I guess you could say that. So um, you bring up Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. and obviously Dunkin' Donuts has uh, some lawsuits over the years mm -hmm. uh, with, with their coffee and we'll talk about one or two of them in a moment but before we do i want to talk about the most popular now even even you know i know it, it happened a while ago but you're familiar with the mcdonald's hot coffee lawsuit right? absolutely uh they definitely brought it up in the past school you know in regular conversations everybody knows about that yeah it's it's one of the most popular things and i remember um i was working in the city at a law firm when this thing came out and everybody was up in arms about how ridiculous it was that McDonald's was serving hot coffee and somebody got burned and they were able to recover money. So what, what is interesting about it is when you sort of look past the media hype of some of these lawsuits and you actually look at the facts, I think you can start to see why some of these cases result in verdicts for these, these plaintiffs. So let's just take a few moments and just recap on this McDonald's case. So this was a 79-year-old woman, Stella Liebeck, who was sitting in the passenger seat of her grandson's car with a cup of McDonald's coffee. 
And after the car stopped, she was trying to hold the cup between her knees while removing the lid. Not a good idea, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cup tipped over, poured all over her. She was burned. She actually received third-degree burns over 16% of her body. She had uh, had to be hospitalized for eight days and debridement of her room, her wounds and skin grafting and scarring and all that that fun stuff. Um, and, and she was sort of disabled, if you will, for two years with all these surgeries. And she initially, this is, this is the part that people don't know about, she initially offered to settle with McDonald's for $20,000. And McDonald's refused to settle. So... Now you move forward into a trial and the jury ultimately awarded her $200,000 for compensatory damages. Compensatory damages, by the way, are you know, to compensate you for your out-of-pocket or what money you actually lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that was reduced because they found her to be 20% at fault for trying to take the lid off of the coffee, right, in between her legs. Uh, but then, this is the kicker, the jury awarded $2.7 million in punitive damages because they said that McDonald's just was completely callous in its conduct, uh, that they knew that their product was excessively hot and that they did nothing about it. So before we get into some of the details that might clear up some of this stuff, just reading you know, into it from what we've talked about, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm very curious because as much as uh, everybody initially sides with the woman who was burned, I'm curious, what are the rules regarding really hot drinks like that? Because there's a ton of products, like an iron. If I buy an iron and I'm using that and touch it, obviously I'm going to get burned. Like, wouldn't that be a a known thing? Like, don't spill the coffee on yourself? How is McDonald's at fault for how you handled their product they gave to you? Yeah, so it's like a common sense thing. You're right. Like, if I buy a hot iron, I, I think it's going to be hot. And if I buy a hot cup of coffee... Uh, as a matter of fact, people get all upset when the coffee isn't hot. Exactly. I know people that go nuts Mm -hmm. and they ruled that she was 20% at fault. But is that because, you know, is there a rule for how hot the coffee should have been that McDonald's violated or how is that? How does that work? How was she only 20% at fault? So she was 20% at fault because it it, it was, um, there's something called comparative negligence. So if, if you are in a situation where there's negligence that's being alleged, the way that some states, and it's different in all different states, because some have comparative fault, some have contributory negligence. Mm-hmm. So in some states, if you are uh, 51% responsible for your actions, even if somebody else caused 49%, you're completely barred. Um, in the state that this case was brought, it was you know, looked at as, okay, so here's 100% fault for McDonald's, but we've got to attribute some fault to her because she was not wise and trying to take the cover off. I mean, that's common sense. Right. So they say, well, you know, we're going to give a number. It's just a number that they come up with. We think that you're 20% at fault for your own injuries. But McDonald's, you're, you're you know, way more than 20%. You're 80% at fault. So this is, I think, what a lot of people were thinking when this first came out, which is, come on, it's hot coffee. Of course it's hot, right? And mm-hmm. they made jokes about it. But these are the actual legal specifics concerning that case so first of all uh, mcdonald's coffee at the time was between 180 and 190 degrees fahrenheit so that in and of itself to answer your question about um is it too hot is it not hot what they do is they look at what's industry standard and they take sort of a sampling across different uh, companies and say what do you serve your coffee at but the fact that it's hot isn't really the the 
the key here, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously when coffee is that hot or any liquid is that hot, that that temperature, if you spill it on yourself, you're going to get third de degree burns. That's just the way it is because that's how your skin's going to react. And third degree burns do not heal themselves without surgery. You have to have skin grafting. It's not like a minor burn that will, you know, heal, scab and heal. So here's where this is the key. So the experts that were hired on behalf of the plaintiff, this woman, testified that the risk of harm is unacceptable, knowing that you've got coffee that can cause third-degree burns. But here's where it gets even more interesting. During the course of the case, McDonald's admitted that it knew about the risk of serious burns from its coffee, and they, did, they knew about it for at least 10 years. And they knew because other people had complained, filed lawsuits and claims. Mm -hmm. So they knew for 10 years that this was seriously hot coffee and that it was... You know, if it spilled on you, you'd have third-degree burns. So they knew about that. Well, how come it took 10 years for someone to finally, you know, stop them from doing that? Well, I, I think that it depends on how the other cases went. Somebody mm. could file a claim and say, um, you know, I, I look at this. You, you burn me with your coffee, and McDonald's says, all right, we'll give you $5,000, and they settle out of court, and it goes away. Or, you know, maybe McDonald's was, was pushing back on some of these other claims, and then the plaintiff didn't have the, you know, whether it was the time, the energy, the money, the desire, whatever it might be to move forward with the case. So this woman, Stella, she was unfortunately the perfect storm for McDonald's because she was able to get a lawyer, move forward. She had serious injuries and, and, and that's the risk. Mm. You know, sometimes companies know that they're doing something that's dangerous, but they weigh the risk to the benefit. Right. And so, you know, who knows if that's what happens here. But more importantly is that from 1982 to 1992, McDonald's coffee burned more than 700 people. Really? That's a, that's a big number. Right. That's a big number. And so that's part of why the jury said, hey, McDonald's, you've got to pay so much money because you knew. It's not like you didn't know that it was, it was hot. And so they said 700 people. And, and it was, you know, all kinds of injuries. Then they go on to say that you should have warned the customer, right? Mm -hmm. We know it's hot, but does a customer know how hot the coffee is? How hot is the coffee? Well, it's 180 to 190 degrees. And, and that's a third degree burn liquid. And McDonald's admitted during the case that they didn't warn customers. Right. That seems a little little definitely worthy of you know paying a lot of money because and initially it sounds like well if the woman hadn't taken off the top of the coffee she wouldn't have gotten burned but when you really do look into it it does seem like mcdonald's also could have avoided that because if mcdonald's hadn't made their coffee so hot she also wouldn't have gotten burned and seeing that 700 that definitely seems like a very very large number of people you know you've burned that uh don't do anything about yeah. And, and so that really, I think, is, is the reason why. It's not as simple as, oh, she spilled coffee on herself and she wants a lot of money. That's really not what it is. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard that spoken about, again, all over, you know, work all over. And I do think that really looking at the facts, you know, opens your eyes to it a little bit and about the actual legality of how it all is. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about, I mean, my, my favorite, I mean, I don't really have a favorite, but my favorite, I guess, coffee shop mm-hmm. is probably Dunkin'. Right. I like Starbucks, but I like some of their other drinks, but I like Dunkin'. And, and so Dunkin' in 2012, they were sued because they served uh, this, this particular plaintiff hot cider. Mm-hmm. And in the lawsuit, the plaintiff alleged that it was hot beyond industry standards to the point where patrons could not safely consume it. She got second and third degree burns on her upper thighs. So it's interesting because this is another one of failure to warn about how hot it is. Mm-hmm. And um, what we know about this case is very little. It they didn't likely say how hot it was. No, they didn't say how hot it was in 2012. And at, at the time, um, we it was never reported whether or not this woman settled uh, and received money from Dunkin' Donuts. But we think that it settled out of court. Huh. But I have my Dunkin' Donuts cup in front of me right now. And if you look at the bottom of it, despite the fact, and I don't know where you guys are that are listening, um, but Dunkin' Donuts around us, they used to use the styrofoam cups, and now they've switched over to these paper cups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, you've... You've held a black cup of coffee before from Dunkin' Donuts in these paper cups. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm feeling the cup and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to drink this coffee right now because it's scalding hot. I would most likely be burned on my tongue. Right. But just just to make sure that you're aware of that, Dunkin' Donuts has now put a thing on the bottom of the cup. Caution. A little, little cup of coffee here and mm-hmm. steam coming off of the top. Caution. This beverage is extremely hot. Well, that's definitely descriptive language. Extremely hot. And then it says, do not microwave. <laughs> so now, I, I don't know what that part of it means because... Don't I make mi- it hotter. I, well, I microwave, I microwave the coffee when it gets cold. Yes, so do I. But I do have to say that the black cup of coffee from Dunkin', mm-hmm. sometimes it takes me 35 to 40 minutes before I can right. drink it because it's that hot. It's, yes. According to the cup, it's, it's, it's extremely hot. But if you drank it as soon as you got it and you got burned what you know would you get anything is that kind of what this cider case is about well no because now now dunkin donuts can say the failure to warn we don't have that element of the case right i wonder if that was on the cups in 2012 too it it wasn't it wasn't it was it it seems to be that as a result of that that lawsuit uh fragasso versus duncan that they then decided back in 2012 that they were going to label their cups. Mm-hmm. And so now, from a business perspective, right, Dunkin' Donuts at least has a defense. Yeah, we're serving hot coffee. You know, you should know that. And just in case you weren't sure, we've told you on the cup how extremely hot this is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, right. if you end up getting burned, that's, that's on you. That's their defense, yeah. Right, so that's that's how they would get away with it. Um well, that's very interesting. I did not know that about the little caution there. Oh, oh, it's so you never read it? I did not read it. Oh, by the way, let's say that you decided that you were going to try black coffee mm-hmm. and, and be a real coffee drinker. And yeah, you, sure. And you burned yourself, and then you said to Duncan in your lawsuit, I didn't know. I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. That's I would be at fault. You would be at fault because right. you should have read it. Right. Right? I mean, here, how can you miss it? Well, I mean, <laughs> you did miss it, but... Yeah. It's there. So that's their defense. That's how that would work. Hmm. So now we've picked on McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. Let's talk about Starbucks for a minute. I'm already off on a bad foot with Starbucks. You know, you got to know an entire dictionary just to order a single cup of coffee there. Oh, I can't figure it out. Exactly. If I don't order from the app and mm-hmm. then see the little size of the cups, I have no idea 
what a vente grande. I don't know why they couldn't just. I don't know why they couldn't just name it small, medium, and large. Why? I feel like they probably would get a lot more money that way. Well, I think that they get more money because they named it something <laughs> like that. Like, w- would you like a large coffee? Or a venti frappo, something or other. I mean, it does sound more regal to me. It is regal, so you'd spend more money on it. Right. So I can't figure it out, and it's an absolute show every time I go in and try to do it if I don't order it from the app. But mm-hmm. Starbucks in um, 2017, they were sued in Florida, and a jury in 2017 found that Starbucks was at fault for serving hot coffee in cups with faulty lids. Mm. So this is one where it's not necessarily the coffee. Right. Um, but what happened is a Florida resident ordered coffee at a Starbucks drive through in Jacksonville back in 2014. The lawsuit settled in 2017. And when she she received the order, you want to know what she ordered? What did she order? She ordered a 20-ounce Vente Pike Place roast. Oh, of course. Classic. Venti. So I guess a venti was 20 ounces. That makes sense. I don't know what 20 ounces is. I don't know either. I can't compare that. It's a little bit larger. I have a water bottle in front of me, which is 16.9 fluid ounces. So that's a little bit more than a water bottle contains. So you have a mini venti water bottle. You have confused me. All right. So she orders this 20-ounce venti pike place roast. Mm -hmm. And then through her driver's side window, she's handed it. The cup cover, the lid, pops off. And the 190-degree coffee spills all over her lap, first, second, third-degree burns, whatever. Um, the case settles, and she gets $100,000, $85,000 for the pain and suffering, and then 15000 for the medical bills. So, you know, obviously this lawsuit raises a good point. So it's not necessarily that the coffee was hot. It was that the cups were faulty. And you told me a story that I think is interesting not too long ago. You told me a story about how you went into Dunkin' Donuts and they didn't have any more of the trays. You had like multiple cups, right? Right, right. I went in and I think it's because of the COVID situation and it's hard to get all these supplies to these, you know, retailers and stores and all of that. So I walked in and instead of having the foamy, harder cardboard container that you get to put four coffees in, you know what I'm talking about. They had... um the boxes that they use for munchkins, which are not very sturdy, not very stable, they easily fall apart and don't have slots to put your drinks in because they're meant for munchkins, they put three coffees inside of that. And, you know, I didn't have a problem with it because I understood, you know, the situation we're in and how it's not an easy time and all of that. So I took the coffee in the car and within five minutes I had uh, coffee all over my legs. And it was very hot. I did not receive third-degree burns, but I was... You know why? Why is that? Because it wasn't black coffee. Yeah, that's true. You had watered-down coffee with all your... I disagree, but, you know, we could agree to disagree. Okay. But I was mildly uncomfortable for a little while. I'm not taking this to court. I've decided to respectfully move on with my life. But, you know, I could see how... It's a different story than the McDonald's incident because with the McDonald's situation, the cup itself wasn't faulty. If the woman hadn't taken the cup, put it in between her legs and tried to take the top off, she wouldn't have gotten burned. Now, sure, McDonald's also could have reduced this risk by making their coffee less hot. But the woman here was 
in this or situation. Just, or, or just warning people. Right, right. Because Dunkin' Donuts hasn't changed the heat of their coffee. They've just slapped on these warning stickers. Right. But Starbucks, Starbucks here, the top itself was faulty. So this is 100%, it seems, Starbucks' fault. Yeah, I think there's a difference, too, because it's more of like a product liability type issue. You've got a faulty lid. Right. And if you if you know you're serving super hot liquid and, and the customer knows it, I think there's an expectation that the, the lid is going to be safe enough that you're not going to burn yourself. That That only seems reasonable. So I agree with you on that. And I mm -hmm. think it's slightly different um, than, you know, the McDonald's case. Right. So... Let's not leave out some of the other fast food chains. I want to just share the love. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about a 2013 lawsuit involving Burger King. All right. So I, I don't know. I don't think of Burger King. I know they have coffee, but I don't think of Burger King as a place I'd go get coffee. Yeah, dude. neither do I. I don't really think I'd be comfortable getting coffee from uh, the Burger King, you know? That's like getting coffee at a gas station. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know there are definitely people that go to gas stations to get coffee. I've been in the gas station in the morning every once in a while, and I've seen people come in to get their coffee. But Burger King sounds worse. You know, part of me thinks about the coffee being made in the same place that the fries and the burgers are being made, and that's just a little gross for me. Well, this is a 2013 case, and it's very similar to the Starbucks case. Mm -hmm. um, woman orders Burger King's coffee from the drive-thru, and the lid... According to records, the lid fell off. We don't know if it popped off. We don't know if it was defective. We don't know if it was the way that the uh, employee handed the cup. Because, you know, if you squeeze these cups, sometimes the pop, the tops pop off. Yes, they do. So she got burned. It doesn't um, look from court records that it was as significant. Uh, and she uh, settled out. So that was, you know, Burger King uh, was part of this. Believe it or not, there's also lawsuits against Denny's. Really? Yeah, there's additional McDonald's. Of course, if, if 700 people got burned, you would expect to have um, these records. And this this is what your question was before. How come with all these 700 lawsuits or 700 claims, they might not have all resulted in lawsuits? Why didn't we hear about it more? So many of them were filed and they settled out and it doesn't really become big news. It's not until you have a case where it, it presents a very large verdict that this would happen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not to be left out, Continental Airlines was also sued uh, while aboard a flight from Madrid, Spain to New Jersey in 2011. A plaintiff claimed that she sustained second degree burns after a cup of coffee fell in her lap when the passenger in the row ahead of her reclined. So she's squished by the reclining customer and the coffee, <laughs> it's funny, but um, the other interesting fact is that she did have, and this isn't funny, but she did have MS. And so when the coffee mm -hmm. spilled on her, she couldn't get up. Mm. And so it, it burned her even more significantly. Yeah. And that's a serious thing, right? But she uh, was looking to recover $170,550 mm -hmm. in, in damages and then um, ultimately Continental settled out but well, did she sue um well she settled with continental but why not the person in front of her who reclined in the first place well i it's interesting i don't know if if that person was um added to the lawsuit but there's something called deep pockets mm -hmm. so while you might need to include everybody in the lawsuit including right. the person that reclined right first of all they likely had no money 
Right. Okay. Right. So sometimes your homeowner's insurance might cover a, a claim if you're if you're being sued like that. But mm-hmm. in a situation like this, where where is she going to recover most of the money from? And it's going to be from Continental. Mm-hmm. And then the argument is, if you're telling people on the airlines to put your cups in the tray in front of you, mm-hmm. knowing that the chairs recline, so that's on Continental. Right. So that's that's why she went after. It's a deep pockets thing. Looking for the people with the most amount of money to pay. Makes sense. It seems odd because, like, if I was inside of a Target and some man walked up and slapped my coffee out of my hands onto me, I'd probably not sue Target. You know what I mean? It kind of seems like a obviously a very different situation, but it does make sense when you describe it. Yeah. Well, that's an intentional act too. So Target couldn't be. Res- well, I I guess I guess you could make an argument. Let's say there was a faulty lid. Mm-hmm. You could argue that let's say he didn't slap it out of your hand but he bumped you right Right. and then the lid popped off and and it was you know it would be a hard case but you know you could certainly try to argue that so it really depends on the facts Mm -hmm. all right and the last one we're going to talk about today because i think this is this is interesting you ever go to in and out burger i have never been there it sounds really good i've heard so many amazing things about it but i have never been there myself I think, I think it's like a West Coast chain. I think there's a lot right. of them in California. Right. Everybody seems to say that they're uh, better than most fast food places we have in the East Coast. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to go to In-N-Out. But in 2013, Hedy Chen went to In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, I think it's a he. I think it's a he, but can't be sure. Nope, it's a she. It's a she? Yeah, it's a she. It's Okay, so Miss Chen. <laughs> yes. Miss Chen was handed... You ready for this? Yes. An exclusively hot cup of coffee. Exclusively (laughs) hot. As in a specifically meant for her hot cup of coffee? Limited edition hot, extra hot cup of coffee? Um, That's what was alleged. An exclusively hot cup of coffee without the protective sleeve. You know that piece of cardboard? Which was so scalding that she dropped the coffee and spilled it under her abdomen and thighs leading her to, and this is from the lawsuit itself, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, scream in pain. No uh, no burns, just screaming she in screamed. pain? She did have second-degree burns and, um, you know, was looking for damages. Mm-hmm. So, again, um, this one would likely have uh, been settled out of court. But, right. you know, exclusively hot cup of coffee without the protective sleeve. Well, it seems like she's uh, claiming that they gave her coffee hotter than most. It was exclusive. Exclusive, right. Well, it seems to me like if you're trying to sell coffee, the simple surefire way not to get sued, uh, and this is just coming from someone without actual knowledge of this, is uh, have a foam cup. Make sure you specify what degrees of hotness your coffee is at. Um, Put a warning on the cup. Make sure there's no faulty lids. Get a real grippy lid. Make sure it sticks on the coffee. Hand it to the customer and wait until they have a firm grip on it before <laughs> looking them in the eyes and letting go. Man, that makes the process of serving coffee a lot more complicated, doesn't it? Uh, not more complicated than Starbucks. Well, that's true. I can't even order. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think the grand scheme of it all, yeah, companies should be held responsible when they do things that are negligent or that they, like, you know, I, I get the McDonald's thing. But at the same time, I think we now live in a society where we take no responsibility mm-hmm. for our own actions. I agree. So I think that we need to be 
a little more responsible for what we do. I mean, right, right. I, I don't know. Look, I'm a lawyer, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to just jump in and say, shoot, I spilled coffee on myself. Who can I sue? <laughs> yeah. Right? I so, mean, McDonald's, if had it not been for the 700 people that they had previously burned and known about, I would have completely disagreed with um, the woman who sued them because she technically is the reason that the coffee spilled. But hearing that McDonald's knew about this beforehand and was completely understanding that the coffee was too hot to hand to a person but did it anyway, that's where uh, that's where it seems like it's a little totally on McDonald's fault. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that too. So, well, look, here's some really good advice uh, on this International Coffee Day. Understand that the coffee you're buying mm-hmm. is hot. Mm-hmm. And in some instances, it could be exclusively hot. That's right. So make sure that you have a firm grip. <laughs> Do not put the coffee in between your legs. Or perhaps to make sure nothing goes wrong, just order an iced coffee. Iced coffee would be probably the safest way to go. Exactly. An iced coffee. Well, I mean, then, then you know. Unless it's exclusively cold. If it's exclusively cold. What if they use like dry ice? That That's could right. be a problem. That's right. Then That's you could have burns on your mm-hmm. inner thighs from the dry ice. <laughs> Massive chafing. You wouldn't want that. That's true. So... Be very careful on this International Coffee Day. Make sure that you don't grip your your coffee too firm, too loose. It's a very delicate procedure. It's very dangerous too, apparently. It is very dangerous. But apparently you will risk the danger rather than having your insides melt like a hammer with energy drinks. Mm -hmm. That's true. Absolutely. All right, we're just just plowing ahead. We're going to just take the risk. I am willing to put myself at risk to drink coffee. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed the topic. I hope you're safe on International Coffee Day. Brennan, thanks for being back. No problem. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. So uh, make sure that you tell your friends and family about UTL Radio. Make sure that you and they subscribe to the show. Rate us over on iTunes. You can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.